Shalom, everyone. Praise the Most High for you all today. Uh, Wednesday Bible study, uh, Pastor Battle of Ahab Love Ministry. Praise Yah for you guys. Um, this has been a beautiful day, day the Lord has made. So we're rejoicing in this day and we're glad in it. In spite of, regardless to what we'll face with today, whatever came up in our eye way today, we still have the victory because Yeshua is on the throne. He's still resurrected. Yah is still the king. And also praise Yah. <clears throat> We're going to start off with a word of prayer, and we're going to get right on into our Bible study. Hallelujah. Yah, we thank you. We glorify you for you are our strength. We come before your presence and humility in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach and his authority. Yah, we just ask you to forgive us of all of our sins. Yah, we thank you for your grace and your compassion, Yah, as you've forgiven us, and we forgive those who have sinned against us. We ask you, Yah, that if you would increase our trust in you tonight, Give us wisdom and understanding and enlightenment. Help us to not give in to our old nature, but to humble ourselves, submit ourselves to you, submit ourselves to your spirit and walk by the spirit where there's life and shalom. So, yeah, we thank you and we just glorify you in Yeshua's name. Amen. 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 So we're going to be tonight dealing with the book of Romans, uh, chapter 8, about dealing with our old nature. Um, Let me say this. Many people, uh, we, 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 say, we say that we're born again. Listen, to, to, to be born again should be more than just mere words to you. It should be a way of life. Um, does it take work or does it take you to, to do something uh, on purpose? Yes. Um, it, ta- it takes you to crucify your, your flesh or... To deny your own self-interest or to, to, to go against your own nature. And if you can't go against your own nature, if you can't tell you no, then you're going to have a hard time in your life. Because to be able to follow the Messiah, he says, if, if anyone's going to follow me, he must first say no to himself. And from what I've been finding out, many of us don't know how to say no to us. We say yes to us. No to y'all. And then we say these faith-robbing phrases such as, God know my heart. Because we don't have a true understanding of what our heart is. Your heart, your heart in the scripture, when you see the word heart, it's dealing with your mind. The place where you think. You know, sin comes to the mind. It comes to the heart. And so when you are being tempted, you have to be able to say No. Know to your own desire. Know to the temp- to the tempter. James says that temptation is when every man is drawn away and, and enticed by the bait of his own desire or his own lust. So when you are tempted, you, it, it's something that's in you that, that the adversary is trying to appeal to. And you have to give in. I mean, excuse me, you, you have to resist the adversary in order not to fall into the temptation. Because when, when, when you're tempted... And then you give into that temptation, then you step into sin. And that's how it brings forth death, because it is intentional sin. And whenever you sin intentionally against the Most High, it produces death. Uh, not just a, a physical death, not just a spiritual, a, a spiritual death also in, in many, many ways. So we're going we're gonna to deal with uh, Romans chapter 8 tonight. 
And um, we're gonna we're gonna start we're gonna start um well, we're just gonna start with verse one. <clears throat> Therefore, there is no longer any condemnation awaiting those who are in union with the Messiah Yeshua. Why? Because the Torah of the Spirit, which produ which produces this life in union with Messiah Yeshua, has set me free from the Torah of sin and death. For what the Torah could not do by itself. Because he lacked the power to make the order to cooperate, Yah did by sending his own son as a human being with a nature like our own sinful one, but without sin. Yah did this in order to deal with sin, <clears throat> and in doing so, he executed the punishment against the sin in human nature, so that the just requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us who do not run our lives according to what our origin wants, but according to what the Spirit wants. For those who identify with their old nature set their minds on the things of the old nature. But those who identify with the spirit set their minds on the things of the spirit. Having one mind controlled by the old nature is death. But having one's mind controlled by the spirit is life and shalom. For the mind controlled by the old nature is hostile toward Yah because it does not submit itself to Yah's Torah. Indeed, it cannot. Thus, those who identify with their old nature cannot please God. So, that's one thing. If, if, if you want to please the Most High, you definitely can, cannot identify with your old nature. You got to get out of you. But, but the reason I, 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 I want to deal with this, this tonight is because I, I've seen many people fall away from Yah. And, and they do it. Not having any kind of conviction, not any kind of remorse, but just do it. And listen, that's that's dangerous. It's dangerous. Listen, y'all sent Yeshua into the world. Well, nature like mine, like ours. And he did this in order to deal with sin. And in doing so, he executed the punishment against sin in human nature. So it's a just requirement of the Torah might be fulfilled in us who do not run our lives according to what the old nature wants, but according to what the Spirit wants. So Yeshua can't come on the scene, destroys the works of the adversary. When you read, I think it's in the book of John, uh, of one of the one of the epistles of John, one of his letters, it said that Yeshua destroyed the works of the adversary. That was one of his purposes. Now, What's the work of the adversary? Well, one thing you can say is the adversary is the enemy of Yah. So he's fighting against the Most High and definitely fighting against you. Wants you to, wants you to turn against Yah. He wants you to disobey the Most High. He wants you to give in to your own evil inclination. He wants you to submit to him. When Yeshua came and, and, and has given us power over that, another thing that he did also when he came is he for, is he forgives sin, and not just um, sins committed out of ignorance, but also he forgives intentional sin. So what Yeshua did, uh, just to, just to make it make it uh, uh, clear, that he redeemed us from the curse of the law. Or the curse of the Torah. So what's the curse of the Torah? You may ask. Well, it's death. The curse of the Torah 
and the wages of sin are the same thing. When you see the Apostle Paul talking about the wages of sin and death, well, the curse of the court, the Torah is death. Why? Because when someone sin intentionally, it's blaspheming Yah. And their punishment is death. Uh, so we're going to go to the book of Numbers 15 to show you this. To show you the curse of the Torah. Or show you a punishment that brings death because of intentional sin. So you can have a clear understanding. Numbers 15 and 30. Numbers 15.30 says this, But an individual who does something wrong intentionally, whether a citizen or a foreigner, is blaspheming Yah. That person will be cut off from his people because he has, because he has had contempt for the word of Yah and has disobeyed his command. That person will be cut off completely his offense will remain with him. So that's a curse of the Torah. It's death. And it's brought about when you do something on purpose. When you do something intentionally. Listen, your corner mind, your hostile mind, your mind outside of Yah's spirit, his rule HaKodesh, will cause you to go astray. And listen, listen, listen. It also cause you or help you Make an excuse to try to justify why you did what you did. But you have to understand that you have power over that. And you have power over that with the aid of the Ruach HaKodesh. And all this is because of Yeshua HaMashiach giving this life on your behalf. Now listen, anybody, anybody, that, anybody that wants to please Yah, you cannot be led by your old nature. I've seen us, man. We we it, 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 it's harmful. It, it, it's heartbreaking because I've seen us make excuses to sin against the Most High, and I've seen us fall astray. Listen, I've heard people tell us there there are many people out here, and and, I, and I'm gonna say this: some of them are ignorant, some of them are just, just ignorant, and they, don't, and they don't know better. Ignorant ignorant doesn't mean you're stupid. It means you just, you don't know. You have a lack of knowledge. But some of them are also just straight rebellious and refuse to learn and don't even take the time to study the word. So you have ignorant people and you have foolish people who will tell you you no longer have to obey Yah's Torah. They tell you you no longer have to follow the Torah. That's a lie. The Torah is not a fence. It's a guardrail. It's to keep you from killing yourself. But some people say, you know what? I don't want to be locked into this fence. Not understanding that this rail is up, that behind this rail is a cliff. A cliff. So when you jump over this rail, you jump to your death. And not obeying the Torah is like jumping to your death. And you have people who tell you, well, you no longer have to follow Torah. Yes, you do. You have to follow Torah. Yah never, ever got rid of the Torah. The Torah was never bad. The only thing is that the Torah, the Torah listen, there's only 10 words that were put on two tablets. 
They call it, they, they, we call them the Ten Commandments. But the, the, the Torah calls, calls them the Ten Words. So y'all gave the Ten Words in the wilderness. There was, there was other commands, the other Torah that was handed down verbally. It was, it was talked down. The Torah was talked down before, before it was ever written down. And it was passed on. And these were instructions, guidelines to help us, to teach us how to live our lives. And a perfect example is to prove the Torah was written is when you, when you look into the scriptures and it talks about animal sacrifice, it does not show you in the Torah how to sacrifice the animal. It just gives you the, it just tells you about about the animal. But listen, but because it was handed down, the people who was handed down to, they understood how to do it, and that proved. That's just one proof to show you that the Torah was, was was by word of mouth before it was ever written. And Yah, because it's Yah's word, it's always been His word, and it was His word that was spoken before it was written. That's what Yah does. That's how he created the world, by a spoken word. That's how he called you, by a spoken word. That's how he, that's how he introduced Yeshua and told people about Yeshua, by a spoken word. That's how people came to Yeshua and was reconciled to Yah, by a spoken word. That's how Israel was delivered out of Egypt, by a spoken word. That's how Abraham had his faith, by a spoken word. Now, the word that was spoken was manifested, but it was spoken first. And Yah, the Torah is not done away with. It is still in effect to this day. And when you say you don't have to follow Torah, it's like jumping over the guardrail to your death. And you continue to walk with a, in your old nature with a carnal mindset. Yeshua said in Matthew 5, Verses 17 through 19. Do not think I have come to abolish the Torah. I have not come to abolish, but to fulfill or complete. That word complete or fulfill is the Greek word play root. P-L-E-E-R-O-O, which means to bring to its fullest measure. It don't mean to be done away with. And then Yeshua begins to teach. And if you look into the scriptures of Matthew, he's talking the same sermon that Moses was talking in Deuteronomy. Yeshua taught Torah. The only scripture that Yeshua had was Torah. The only scripture that Paul had was Torah. The New Testament was not written until at least 150 years after Paul's death. So they had to have the scripture, which is the Torah, or the Tanakh, the Torah, the Naveen, and the Ketuvim, the Torah, the writers, and the prophets. And that, and that was a guideline that was used. To help Yah's people. Well, Yeshua himself, he came to reconcile us back to the Most High. He came to help us to follow the Spirit. He came to make us be born again. And if you are born again, you cannot continue to live the same way you lived before you were born again and have excuses. Good examples. If you are a fornicator and you say you're born again. And you still fornicating. You may not be born again. You can't say, you know what? Well, we all human. We all sin. Ain't nobody perfect. Don't judge me. 
That's faith robbing phrases. Those are excuses the adversary tries to use to make folks feel bad about telling you the truth. But let me explain something to you. Being born again for two years and still having a problem fornicating? No. You should no longer have that struggle. Because if you do, there is something wrong with Yah's word or something wrong with you. And there's nothing wrong with Yah's word. You have, we have to make a conscious decision not to intentionally sin against Yah. Hallelujah. Let me let me ease you up so you won't so you so your mind won't blow up and you think I'm you know this is too much of being mean. Stuff of me. That's too much. You know what? Sometimes it needs to be too much. We're gonna go to um Matthew eleven, then we're gonna go back to numbers fifteen. So I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna show you something. Matthew eleven, we're gonna start at verse uh twenty-eight. We're going to start verse 27. My father has handed over everything to me. Indeed, no one fully knows the son except the father. And no one fully knows the father, excuse me, except the son. And those whom the son wishes to reveal him. So Yeshua says, my father has handed everything over to me. Indeed, and no one fully knows the Son except the Father. But listen, and no one fully knows the Father except the Son, and those who the Son wishes to reveal to him. So the Son wishes to, whoever the Son wishes to reveal the Father to, begins to know Yah. And when you begin to know Yah, you begin to learn his Torah. Verse, verse 28 says this, Come to me, all of you who are struggling and burdened, and I will give you shalom. I will give you rest. Take my yoke or my teachings upon you and learn from me because I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Now Yeshua's quoting scripture when he said, you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I read that to go back to Numbers 1530. Because I'm going to say something to you. So I had to give, give you something that his, that his yoke is easy, his burden is light. Take his teachings and learn of him. Now, now Yeshua, he, he's the one that reveals the Father to us. So, you're, so then we begin to learn Torah. So Numbers 1530 says this again. But an individual, but an individual who does something wrong intentionally, whether a citizen or a foreigner, whether a Gentile or an Israelite, if you do something wrong intentionally, they are blaspheming Yah. That person will be cut off from his people because he has had contempt. For the word of Yah and has disobeyed his command. That everyone will be cut off completely. His offense will remain with him. Let me say this. People say, well, that's hard. The Torah is hard. It's harsh. No. It's just that you got to think before you make decisions. 
You got to think before you act. And y'all requires us to think before we act. So it's not hard. It's just a matter of disobeying or obeying. You can't go and say, you know what, I'm going to steal that car. No, it's wrong. And then get punished for it and say it's too hard. You knew it was wrong before you did it. But you don't like the punishment. Let me say this. Because we like to use skin colors. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying that things are fair. That's not what I'm saying. But I am saying this. We, we want to use skin color. When you got a, a, a Caucasian individual and you got an Israelite or African American and they both sell drugs. The Caucasian get 20 years. I mean, excuse me, gets a probation. And the African American gets 20 years. So we say, you know what? That's too much time. That's harsh. That's unfair. It may be. But you will never, ever be in the position that you're in if you didn't sell drugs in the first place. And that's what I'm talking about right there. It may be unfair to get 20 years because of your skin tone and the other person got, got a probation. But you would have never got any time. You would never got even went to jail if you wouldn't have stolen or sold the drugs. So regardless of how much time you get, regardless to the punishment you think is harsh, you would not have to face the punishment if you simply obeyed. <coughs> Just like fornicating. Some folks fornicate, get HIV, get AIDS. Some fornicate, get pregnant. Some fornicate, get gonorrhea. Man, I just did it one time. I got HIV. He been doing it 20 times. He just got gonorrhea. She been promiscuous all her life. She just had a baby. That's all she had. It ain't fair. God is not fair. That's not true. You will never be in the state you're in if you obeyed. So what we got to do is we got to obey. We got to pull down the corner mindset. We cannot walk out our old nature and then when we're punished, say that it's not fair what's happening to us. No. It's a matter of obedience. The Most High, He definitely understands those who are ignorant and don't know better. Let's read to prove that. Let's read Numbers 1527. It says, if an individual sins by mistake, he is to offer a female goat in the first year as a sin offering. The Kohen will make atonement before him for the person who makes a mistake by sinning inadvertently, he will make atonement for him and he will be forgiven no matter whether he's a citizen of Israel or a foreigner living with them. You are to have one law for whoever it is that does something wrong by mistake. And, 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 I, and I'm not talking about sacrificing goats. My point is that when, when, that y'all understands that, that you don't know better. What, what, what are you seeing by mistake inadvertently or you seeing intentionally you're guilty. 
But the thing is, when you do it, when you do it by mistake, mistake don't mean you know better and you do it anyway and they say it was a mistake. Mistake means you don't know that it's wrong and you still do it without having the knowledge of knowing that it's wrong. And there's grace, there's compassion. Intentionally means you know that it's wrong and you're punished for it. Now, y'all forgives intentional sin and unintentional sin, but he deals with those who continue to sin on purpose and make excuses for themselves. Uh, Hebrews 10.26 says this. Uh, beginning at, at verse 26 says, For if we deliberately continue to sin after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but the only terrifying prospect of judgment of raging fire that will consume the enemies. Someone who disregards the Torah of Moses is put to death without mercy on the word of two or three witnesses. Think how much worse would a punishment be deserved by someone who has trampled underfoot the son of Yah, who has treated something coming, the blood of the covenant, which made him holy, who has insulted the spirit, giver of Yah's grace. For the one we know is the one who said, Vengeance is my responsibility. I will repay. Yahweh judges people. It is a terrifying thing. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living Elohim. So if we continue to do wrong on purpose, knowing that we are doing wrong, then we put ourselves in a position to be judged. We, 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 so sometimes when our life is hard and we're going through, it's our own decision. You, do you know why Israel is in the situation or, or is in the position that Israel is in today? Because of Israel's own disobedience. Now, granted, we have some unfair things going on, some harsh, some harsh judgments, some things that are not fair. That's true. But we would not be in the position that we're in if we just simply obeyed. And we can come out of what we're in if we wake up, begin to obey, and follow Yah's Torah. We can no longer live with a, according to our old nature. Because the old nature is hostile toward Yah. Let me, let me, let me, let me go again. Romans 8.5 says, For those who identify with their old natures set their minds on the thing of the old nature. But those who identify with the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. Having one's mind controlled by the old nature is death. But having one's mind controlled by the Spirit is life and shalom. For the mind controlled by the old nature is hostile to Yah, because it does not submit itself to Yah's Torah. Indeed, it cannot. Thus, those who identify with their old nature cannot please Yah. So let me tell you something. For people who tell you, you ain't got to follow Torah, that those same people are walking according to their old nature. So they continue to eat unclean foods. They continue to disregard the Shabbat, the Sabbath. They continue to do things contrary 
to what y'all's words say. And then they tell you that no, we never got to follow that. Or they call you a devil. I was called a devil two weeks ago. And a man told me that, that, that Yeshua warned us, warned people about me. But when you read the Gospels, the word says that Yeshua was in a synagogue on the Sabbath according to his custom. So, so you don't see nowhere in the scriptures where Yeshua did, honor, did, did not honor the Sabbath. But we make excuses that, well, you know what, he rose up. And so on the first day of the week, y'all changed it. There's nowhere in the scriptures that can show you that. When y'all says is it that the Sabbath is a perpetual covenant, that means it's ongoing, it's continuing, it's non-stopping. So why would y'all say something that's ongoing, perpetual, continuing, non-stopping, and then tell you it's done away with? That's crazy. That means that, that the Most High is indecisive. He, he's led by his emotions. And he, can't, he truly cannot be all-knowing and all-powerful. And we know better than all that. Because we know the Most High is sound in his judgment. He's wiser than man can ever be. He's the creator of all things. But see, when we fail to take the time to study the scriptures, to read, when we fail to take time to pray, to seek Yah's face, then we fall into those traps. And then, and then when we try to avoid working, listen, I heard this saying years ago, and I'm saying it again, and I'm going to say it. Some people miss out on opportunity because opportunity presents itself with overalls. That means it takes work. That means that, 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 that in, in this walk, in this way of life, it's not going to always feel good. There are going to be some growing pains. There are going to be some tough times. There will be persecution for your faith. But it does not mean we give up. It don't mean we stop. It don't mean we, we become complacent. It does not mean that we compromise. No, we continue to hang on to the word, to the trust that our forefather Abraham held on to. You know, Abraham, this was today I was thinking this. And me and the most high was, I was having a conversation. And I, and I was thinking, you know, the word says that Abraham had concluded in his mind that y'all could raise the dead. So he was willing to give up Isaac. He wasn't hoping that Isaac, that y'all was going to stop him. The word, does not the word does not allude to that. It does not imply that. But he was going to sacrifice Isaac. He had concluded that y'all could raise the dead. So he was hanging on the word that out of Isaac shall receive me. So in Abraham's mind, it did not matter if he stuck Isaac because he believed God. And he knew that Yah had the responsibility to raise up Isaac because Yah got to keep his word or he's a liar. And if Yah did not keep his word, then it could have caused Abraham not to follow him. 
But he had concluded in his mind that y'all can raise the dead. The word, the word says in Romans 4, it said, Abraham believed Yah who raised the dead and spoke those things that did not exist as though they already existed. He believed the Most High. The Word says that he did not consider his own body dead, neither the dead as Sarah's womb. Consider. That means that when it came across his mind, he didn't, he didn't have regard toward that. He wasn't concerned about Sarah's womb being dead. He wasn't caring about how it looked before him. All he knew, even though he was impotent, that, that, that Yah said he's going to have a son. So his trust caused him to become potent. No longer become impotent. So what am I saying? That regardless of what you face, you stand on, to, you stand on the word. You stand on the word that, 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 that you shall not steal. You shall not murder. You shall not bear false witness. You shall not take, a, to, to, take Yah Elohim's name in vain. You shall honor the Sabbath. You shall honor your father and your mother. You take heed to that. You take heed to learn how to love your enemy. Yes, yes. You take heed to learn how to deny your own self-interest, even if it takes people to stop following you or to stop communicating with you or to stop calling you. You still hang on to Yah's word. You still trust in him. Let me tell you something. People can say anything. Don't be moved by what people say. You tell these people to keep on going to bed and getting up in the morning. And eventually over time, they'll see what y'all said. In the end, we'll find out who's right. I would rather take my chances and obey y'all's word than to compromise and have to suffer a penalty that I did not have to suffer. Let me show you something, and then we're going to end with this, with this, with, with this uh, first part. Let's go to Matthew 7. Hallelujah. Y'all is good. Awesome. Extraordinary. Magnificent. He's wonderful. Hallelujah. Mighty to me. We're going to go to, uh, we're going to read Matthew 7. We're going to begin at verse 21. And we're going to end at verse 28. And listen to this. Now, everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Uh, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who do what my Father in heaven wants. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, here go religion. Didn't we prophesy in your name? Did we expel demons in your name? Didn't we perform many miracles in your name? Then I will tell them to their faces, I never knew you. Get away from me, you workers of lawlessness. Let's push pause. I never knew you. Yeshua said in John 17 that those who reconcile to Yah give them eternal life. And eternal life is to know Yah and to know the one who he sent. So doing these things in, in, in his name, 
Still don't mean you can know him. That word know is meaning to have an intimate relationship. He gonna say, we never had a relationship. I didn't know you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Some of your Bibles may say iniquity. The Greek word is a nomos, meaning outside of the law. What law is Yeshua talking about? The Torah. So he's going to say, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of Torahlessness. Then he begins to give the example. The example. Those who are outside of Torah and those who are inside of Torah. This is what it is. So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a sensible man who built his house on the bedrock, a solid foundation, a slab. The rain fell, the rivers flooded, the winds blew and beat against that house, but it didn't collapse because its foundation was on a rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a stupid man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the rivers flooded, the wind blew and beat against that house and it collapsed. And its collapse were horrendous. When Yeshua had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at the way he taught. For he was not instructing like them like their Torah teachers, but as one who had authority himself. Let me explain something to you. Walking outside of the Torah is just like walking in your corner mindset. The renewed covenant, as Yah said in Jeremiah 31, 31, I will make a new covenant or a renewed covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah. It will not be like the old covenant that they violated. Y'all said he was like a husband to us. Israel forsook that covenant. Didn't keep it. But he said, but he said that this is the covenant. I will put my Torah. It's in, it's in Jeremiah. It's also in Hebrews. I will put it on their hearts, on their mind. I make them think about it. I cause them to know me. I'll forgive them of their sins. So listen, those who walk outside of the Torah are walking in their old nature. And they cannot please Yah. If you walk in the Torah by the Spirit, you can have life as your own. Why? Because you begin to walk in obedience. You begin to do what y'all requires. He understands there's a growing process. It's always a difference between a two-year-old and a four-year-old. They don't, they, don't, they don't know the same. They're on the same level. A first grader and a fifth grader are not on the same level. A sixth grader and a ninth grader are not on the same level. A high school senior and a college senior are not on the same level. Everybody grows at different paces, and the Most High deals with all of us on our level of comprehension. But at least we should grow. Grow. You grow at the pace that Yah has given you to grow, to walk in. You may not walk at the pace I walk. I may walk a slow pace. You may walk a fast pace. But the thing is that we're striving and we're seeking the kingdom of Yah and all of his righteousness.
We're growing and we're learning to deny our own self-interest. But at least we're seeking and we're growing and we're learning and we're not becoming stagnant or reluctant or we're not like the one that Yeshua says that a man put his hand to the plow and he looked back. So he's not fit for the kingdom of Yah. So don't look back. Keep your hands steady and keep working the plow so that you can accomplish the task so you can know Yah and fulfill the purposes he has for your life. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Yah, we thank you for your, your mercy, your love and kindness. Thank you for being so good to us. We ask you, God, if you would just give us wisdom, understanding, knowledge. Help us to have integrity. Walk in humility. Show us, y'all, how to obey you. How to deny our own self-interest. How not to walk in our own carnal mindset. But to walk by peace, by shalom, by the spirit. Show us your word. When we're challenged by the adversary, when we're challenged by day-to-day -day issues when we're challenged by people help us to have your word to stand on in spite of the obstacles in spite of the obstacles in spite of the opposition in spite of the challenges in spite of people walking from us y'all help us to continue to love them to love you ensuring our obedience help us y'all to walk in humility be humble we thank you for being good to us and keeping us we all have to walk we all have to run this race. Your word says the race is not given to the swift. Neither is the battle given to the strong. But to the one that shall endure to the end. Help us to endure to the end because that's who say. Help us to endure to the end. Not give up. Not get weary in doing well. But to hang in there. And to trust in you and to love on you. Teach us y'all how to worship you. How to worship you in spirit and in truth. Teach us how to surrender our own will to you. We thank you. We praise you in Yeshua's name. Amen. Shalom.